Give me three numbers. Me? Yeah, yeah, you, why not? Well, for some reason, the numbers are a one and a two and a three come to mind. One, two, three. <laughs> I don't believe this! It opened. One, two, three. Why didn't anybody think of that before? You mean I win the car? Hold your calls, everybody. Taking off the restraints now. I'm no longer chained to the wall. You can reach the old K-G-U-L-A-M turntable where the last polka recording on Earth has been playing nonstop for 20 hours and 14 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, You'll never hear another tuba horn on its frequency again. Cable World the Network star Flip Humble did it. The all polka format of KDULAM is dead. Dangerous Dan O'Dare is on the loose. And Superstation 66 is on the air. Listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 666. Ooh, whoa. 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 I didn't even whoa. realize that. It's Super 66. <laughs> Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast. We're on this week. We harness the power of the giant cheese in the sky and give you the best of the backside of 90s B-Whore. In. <laughs> Twice in a blue moon. Um, I'm Mike. I'm Jim. James. Hi. This is a special episode. Is it? It's special. It is, it is. The, the movies are special. I Yeah. <laughs> special in that they are... Uh, must-see TV for it is, everyone. It is must-see TV. It is must-hear radio. It is must... Um, it is must... Uh, uh, what's the word? Must... It's got a slightly musty smell. It's got a musty smell. <laughs> just like cheese. Just like the moon. Oh. Brought it back around. Ooh, I like it. Right. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> we went full circle. Like the moon. <laughs> like the moon. It goes full Holy circle. Holy shit. <laughs> Mind blown, dude. You're the man. Mind blown. You're the man. On the moon. Oh! Fuck! James! <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow, dude. Um, we are on tonight. <laughs> this week represents possibly, and I may be jumping ahead here, and I apologize. Yeah. This week represents one of the laziest, absolute laziest uh, episode choices ever. <laughs> Last week, I'm like, what are we going to do next week? I'm like, I don't know. Talking to myself, inner dialogue <laughs> here. I'm like, I don't know. Well, what's going on next week? I type in things happening this week. <laughs> There's a full moon. Boom. <laughs> I, I was shoveling snow today and I was like I was like, how did we get this episode? And I go, I think Mike found out it was a full moon this week. I go, man, that hamster wheel in his head was just fucking spinning, just it smoking. Really was. <laughs> but it's okay though, because I've actually wanted to do a full moon episode mm. for a long time. I happen Absolutely. to be a big fan of full moon entertainment. We've done have we we've done some full moon movies on this Very, show, haven't we? Maybe one. We've done like the reanimators. Yeah. Um those are full moon. 
I don't know that we've done any other yes, ones. We haven't done any of the uh, like none of the puppet masters, demonic toys. The demonic toys. How have we not done pu- puppet master? Puppet master. Puppet master. Puppet master. Um, I don't know because there's like 17 of them. That's true. And that's a big undertaking. That is because we can't just do one. Right. You know. Right. It's like twins. Right. You can't just do you can't one. Just do one. <laughs> <laughs> Selling yourself short there, bud. Right. Um. Anyway, though, uh, last week's episode with Tank was a big hit. Oh. Was it really? Nah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was fun though. It was. It was. Fun. Uh, it was a good episode. It was fun. Um, we changed uh, super fan Josh's mind on the Green Knight. Oh no. really? Well, he liked well, it. Well, hold on. He liked it, but now he likes it even more because of us. And that oh. right there is a bullseye on the that's, dartboard. If you're asking me, that's why we do this, baby. Thanks, super fan Josh. Thanks, super fan Josh of <laughs> the bloody bloody good film podcast. Oh, he is. Oh, is that not the same Josh? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No, either. no. Yeah, fuck that guy. No, no, that's cool, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, uh, yeah, it's been a week. It, it yeah, it has. It's weird. It's it's weird because now that we're back to weekly, there's not as much to talk about because there's not you know two weeks. We had a uh, we had a we had a bomb vortex. It wasn't as bad as the. Up the polar vortex. We didn't. Oh, we didn't actually. We just we got, got some snow. We actually got more snow this time than we did last time, and we based the entire episode around it. Right. <laughs> we were because last time we were supposed. What was that? Two weeks ago. Yep. We were supposed to get like fourteen inches yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. We were supposed to get fourteen inches, just like my mom on our honeymoon. <laughs> I just cut you off at the pass. I knew you were going to say something about it. So I wasn't um, actually, but I knew I'm you happy were. You know it. that about your dad. <laughs> Well, like father, like son. <laughs> so feel the back of your throat, right? <laughs> Not from that way. <laughs> oh, good lord! Um, but um, yeah, we actually did get more snow this time. I think we did last time. Uh-huh. I had the snow blow today, and my snow blower actually choked out because the snow mound was higher than the top of the snow blower in between my houses. Oh my, Lanta! What does that tell you? That tells me that's a that's a lot of snow. Well, snow- it was probably is it was it a big drift or something? Uh, no, no, it was it just came down. You know what's funny is like like people, uh, like like people people who live down. I'm sorry. Congratulations. I'm I'm sorry if I'm a little (laughs) spacey tonight. I'll explain that later. But uh, like people who live down south and stuff like that, who've never really experienced winter and snow, like I say, I say, oh, almost was it a big drift? Like they might not know what that means. (laughs) They're like, they're just like, yeah, we're drifting, bro. Like is a fucking Tokyo drift happening in your. Like, uh, that's that's a weird thing that <laughs> we just kind of take for granted, but people might not know wife, what that your means. Your wife likes to drift. Yeah, she does. Yeah, it's that's not, absolutely. It's not, it's not fading. It's drifting. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. Nope, they don't. Um. So anyway, yeah, we got a lot of snow. Um, I'm still re- I'm still recovering from my freaking knee surgery, wow. which sucks. Really? I'm pretty much like it still hurts quite a bit but like i i can do everything except for stairs i can't do stairs one at a time yet okay which kind of sucks well neither can my but uncle larry I, so I, you're I, in good company <laughs> me and larry he's just fat though yeah well <laughs> different strokes um i started going back to the <clears throat> i started going back to the gym though uh oh, it's a good voice for that yeah uh which how's uh, it going Oh, it's it's going well. Okay. I it's it's not pleasant when you just had surgery to go to the gym. I, I but can imagine so. Just trying to get some of that strength back. It's incredible how much strength you lose when you take like six weeks off of the gym. Six weeks. Six weeks. 
Yeah, I think I stopped. I stopped like the last time you went to an actual gym was before COVID. What are you talking about? Wasn't it? Or did you start going back when they opened? No, I've been going to Planet Fitness for oh okay a long time. I didn't realize that. I yeah. thought you, I thought you hadn't really gone since we stopped going. It's the it's the judgment free zone. When dude. me, you, and John went. And I oh out, no and I, and I out high jumped all of you guys. Where do you think that I've been going? It's my claim to fame, by the way. <laughs> where do you think I've been going? Like when I say I'm going to the gym, where do you think I'm going? I don't I don't know. The be- <laughs> taking a shit, maybe. <laughs> I gotta go to the gym. <laughs> uh, I gotta get I gotta get my squats you're in. Not, you're not pumping iron. You're pumping hot grease. Oh, <laughs> just fucking pumping hot grease. Um, yeah, so what the hell else have we had going on? Uh, Super Bowl. Oh, I got my, oh, yeah, 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 uh, Super Bowl. Maddie Staff, baby. Maddie Staff. I didn't jinx him with the name, and you I'm didn't. sticking to it. You might as well. Maddie Staff is you, the name. You might as well at this point. That was um, an exciting game. The Rams won. Now, I, there was a lot of people giving the Rams a bunch of shit, because apparently they were like a super team, and they're just like, well, they, they, they built that team specifically for that reason. That's why That's you build you a do. fucking team. That's what you do. You build a team so that they win Super Bowls. And if anything, if anything, it says a lot about a team to build that team, like specifically for this reason. Yeah. With lots of money, big stars, whatever. Right. And your your ace in the hole is a guy from a team with the worst losing record on the planet. <laughs> and then he takes you to the Super Bowl. Like, that's that is the biggest feather in a cap you can possibly give a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, you know that, that's to me like the fact that he won the Super Bowl coming from Detroit is bigger than like beating Tom Brady or knocking Tom Brady out. You know, like right. But yeah, he's a legend. But like, Matty Staff is even more of a legend now doing what he did, in my opinion. Yeah, you know. Yes, I agree. Um, did you see that video though of Matt Stafford being? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Are you, are you, well, what was your, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about just drunk the, drunk Matt Stafford? No, or are you talking reporter, about the photographer? The photographer that fell off the stage. Yeah. See, I see people like like people just went after him about that. Well, in and fairness, I'm, she falls off the stage and he kind of just like kind of laughs at her. Well, he doesn't he doesn't laugh. He, he goes, goes he goes like oh and then like and then just walk, turns and walks away. He like okay. It was the fact that he took the drink as he turned to walk away that made it even more douchey. It didn't look good. <laughs> I will admit that. His wife, who's a registered nurse, went and, you know, tried to call down to her to see if she was okay. They were on, like, a 12-foot stage. It's not like I could have jumped down and helped her, right? Also, he had been drinking. No, no. She only fell 12 feet. She was fine. <laughs> he had been drinking for, like, 24 hours straight. That's like true. He was I'll in, give you that. I, like, I'll give you that. It, did, it didn't look good. I'll, ad- it was, it was I'll, ad- I'll admit that. So that like, was the Detroit coming out of him. That's what that was. <laughs> like, I ain't touching that. <laughs> It didn't look good, but like, what the fuck did people like? Uh, yeah, you could have showed a little more concern. Yeah, but you just won the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. do you want to get t- all tied up in that? I know I sound heartless, but it's no. like it's not. That's not your. It's not really his concern. Like people are like, oh, Matt Stafford. I'd like to think that if that happened in front of me, I would have jumped out to at least make sure she was okay. Though, just saying. I think that I would have too, but I can't tell you for sure. Well, I don't know. Regardless. We won the Super Bowl. Um, well, we didn't. No, we did. Detroit won the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, you know what's embarrassing though is seeing there's there's people there's stores all over Michigan selling shirts that say the Detroit Rams. Oh yeah, no, I wanted one. No, yeah, I wanted one. That's it's embarrassing, <laughs> dude. Like that's so is our Detroit football team. Yeah, so let them live in their in, in their uh, squalor. Okay, let them if, live in their own what if, filth. What if we called it the Los Angeles Lion, not the Lions, just the one Lion? 
the Los Angeles Lion. I suppose you could do that. <laughs> that one's okay. That's a, that's a, that's a compromise I, could, okay, get, that's I could get behind. <laughs> now, let's not gloss over the most important part of the Super Bowl, though. We got a trailer. Actually, the two most important things. Uh-huh. Not only did we get a trailer, the full trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Have you watched the trailer for this? No. James, they're bringing him back. Bringing who back? Bringing him back. Everybody? Captain Picard. Oh. Do you hear about this? No. I, I well, it's sort so of. So the multiverse, right? Yeah. The, 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 the genius of the multiverse in the Marvel series yeah. is that now every single Marvel property that has ever been made by another company or studio, yeah. even if Marvel doesn't have the rights to it, they can just say it's multiverse at this point, right? It's kind of genius. <laughs> it is. It's like so, and the, it's thing the is, biggest is shit move, though, there, too. In the middle of the trailer, there's a voiceover that says something about, we need to tell you the truth. Mm. And he's in front of a council. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking Patrick Stewart. Is it? As is it Professor de- Xavier. Oh, I see. They're, see, you confused me by saying Picard. Like well, I get. yeah, no. Star Trek is not a part of the Marvelverse. But, like, it is Patrick Stewart. His... He's back as Professor X uh-huh. in in a weird way to where that timeline exists in the multiverse still. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, the idea uh, that people are running with is that it's this thing called the Illuminati mm-hmm. that is basically like certain people from certain multiverses that are on this panel that know everything. And Professor X is one of them in the okay. comics. So it's very exciting. Um, the other exciting thing is that we got a trailer for Nope. Nope. Dude, Jordan Peele made a fucking alien invasion movie. Well, you think. No, it is. How do you know? It's it's pretty obvious. There was... Pretty um, obvious. Who said it? It actually might have been Josh of the Bloody Good Film Podcast who said that he... Stop giving them airtime. God damn it. (laughs) He heard that Nope... Somebody was saying on a a Reddit forum or something like Nope could be um, an acronym for not of planet Earth. Oh, there you go. You know? Yeah. Nope. There you go. You know what else it could be? What? Something else. Right. Which, to that theory, I say, nope. No, <laughs> <laughs> no probably is, though. And that I'm makes not, sense. listen, I'm not buying into, I'm not buying into the fact that it's aliens yet. Oh, I am. No, I won't. Why not? No, I, because. It, literally, it's pretty obvious. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I get it. It's like, it's like how you don't, you don't say congratulations was, to a pregnant woman. That's very Fargo of you. It's like you don't. It's like you don't. You don't say congratulations to a pregnant woman. Why not? Until she explicitly tells you that she's pregnant. Oh. What if What if she's very proud that she ate like 10 Big Macs in a row? That could just be a girl who likes to eat. Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I, you know what I mean? Sure. Like you see, you see a, you see a, a, a pregnant woman who mm-hmm. you think is pregnant. Like, have you ever had that happen to you? Where you're like, oh, what do you do? And they're no, like, I'm not. not pregnant. No, I have never. <laughs> Me neither. And that's because I won't. Mm. I won't say congratulations to anybody who doesn't explicitly tell me that they're pregnant. I might not even say it as they're giving birth. Just like I won't. Ex- I, I won't. Not I won't. In the room. Very I, often, won't <laughs> I won't buy into the fact that it's aliens until I see proof that it's aliens. Okay, fair enough. I was I actually got major signs vibes from it. I really did. Like there are certain parts of it that I was like, ooh. Putting this aside gives, this gives me the vibes. Putting aside everything I just said. <laughs> I get those vibes. Yeah. But I'm not ready to I'm not ready to jump in and say it's aliens. Okay. That's fair. Could be something it's, else. It, in fairness, it it's could Jordan be Peele. something. Yeah. It's Jordan Peele. Like you have no idea. You have no idea. What if there was a Jordan Peele 
directed like how, f- like how fucking was Shyamalan produced movie you'd never know what the fuck is going on exactly like how funky was us did you see the end of us coming no 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 right so like maybe nope is not about aliens maybe that's, pro- maybe, maybe that's what the title means it's this is what you think it is nope <laughs> no no <laughs> right so i don't know i'm not jumping on board okay. just yet all right I'm still thinking that it's a uh, Ben Franklin time travel movie, given the kite and the clouds. Ben Franklin? That's not a kite. It's a. Uh, it's it's like the yeah, uh, same difference. It's though. like the flags from yeah, a used difference. car dealership. Same difference. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay, fine. It's a cross between uh, <laughs> signs and the goods. Remember the goods? The goods <laughs> with no. Jeremy Piven. <laughs> He's a used car salesman. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's good. <laughs> it's the goods. It's the goods. It's the goods. Um, anyway, though, I don't have anything else going on. Really, it's uh, it's been a week. You know? Right on, right on. Um, I got my I got my booster yesterday. Ooh, do you feel boosted? <sighs> I feel like shit. Uh, <laughs> I do. If 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 feeling boosted means feeling like shit, uh, actually, the beer is helping though. Oh well, speaking of the oh, you need uh, another one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the beer actually. Like I took Tylenol and stuff earlier, and it just I, it oh, made no, that me means it, you're high. It made me feel. It made me feel like uh, no, well, no. I took tylenol this morning no the fact that you're taking the tylenol with the beer no no no. i'm not taking tylenol with beer i took tylenol this morning oh let me rephrase you should take tylenol with beer well no i'm (laughs) i want to destroy my liver um we got to combat that third week phasing uh listen uh, (laughs) shit listen if you want to get into a conversation about bob saget we can get into a conversation (laughs) about bob saget um uh we're not gonna explain we're not gonna do that no um there's some shit is all we're saying. We know what's up. We know what's up. We we see you, uh, Illuminatus. Yeah, we know what's going we on. Got this? Nope. <laughs> um, what the hell was I saying? Uh, oh, so yeah, I took Tylenol this morning, and I was like, oh yeah, that kind of took the edge off. Like I'm feeling a little bit better, but for the most part, all day long, I just wanted to sit and feel like shit. Like that's just what I wanted to do, and I did up until you got here, and then I started drinking beer, and now I feel pretty good. Right. But uh, this is. Just objectively speaking, objectively speaking, this is w- the the side effects from the booster are much worse than when I actually had COVID. Oh, I'm I'm sure. And I know, like, I, don't, I felt I, like I'm not dog trying shit to, when I I'm not nine. trying to downplay anybody else's experience with COVID because I know some people have it, like very severe cases of COVID. I'm saying, objectively speaking, this is my lived truth, my lived experience. This is worse than COVID. Jesus must love you the best. <laughs> it's not ex- true. Not explaining. It is true. Um, yeah, no. Uh, how's your arm feel? My arm was so incredibly sore after mine. Like, I couldn't lift it. See, I can't tell because I'm, like I said, I, I started going back to the gym, so I'm already sore. <laughs> Fair. So it's a I different can't, soreness, though. The I can't injection t- spot's a different soreness. Oh, well, here's one thing. Like... My arm right here, like where you would usually get a, like where you would usually like, oh, where the cramp comes from jerking off too much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fine. Exa- no, yeah, that's yeah. back here. That's back here. <laughs> no, like, like where this big vein is in your uh, elbow pit. Okay. Yeah. Is oh, that yeah. what you call yeah. it? Your elbow yeah, pit. Okay. okay. Um, where I have my track mark at. <laughs> well, yeah, like where a track mark would be. Um, no, I literally do. Do you really? Why? Yeah. Why do you have that? It's a scar from getting blood taken that ripped open my vein when I was a kid. Oh my god. Yeah. It looks like a mole now, but it's not. 
That's that weird, dude. I got a, I've got a uh, black spot on my palm from where I got stabbed in the hand with a pencil in first grade. Mrs. Ooh, tattoo. Mrs. Griggs class. I went to put. You got, you got tattooed hard way. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I went to put my. I, I, I went and sharpened my pencil, and it was sharp as fuck. And I went to set it down on my. Um, Who's the lucky lady? <laughs> and I went to set it. I was in first grade, man. <laughs> I went to set it down on my, uh, my desk. Because I was going to walk back up to the front of the class to grab the worksheet off of the teacher's desk, right? Okay. And I go to set it down, and the eraser catches on the desk, and the lead goes into my hand. And now I have a permanent tiny little black mark it's in my awesome. palm. It's really weird. Like, You're going to think probably that it's, die it's of been lead there for, It's day. been there for 30 years. That's you know strange. You're going to die of lead poisoning one day. Most likely. It's well, happen. it's graphite. It's not lead. So Fine. Graphite Gra- poisoning. Graph- graphoids. Uh, have you had anything else going on nope not really oh i did have uh some corrections stupid you're so stupid all right james i gotta correct you on a couple of things here me Um, uh not uh, me the kroger grocery store chains okay yeah out west hit me with it are called ralph's 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 ralph what was the other one that you had you said something about said like Fred Meyer. So or Fred Meyer is owned by Kroger. Okay, but that's more of like a multi-department store, like a Meyer or whatever. It's like their bigger version. That's a Fred. Is Meyer's. it spelled M E I J E R? M E Y E R. Okay. Okay. So that's their. So that's that version of it. So okay. Now, for anybody else who's curious, though, you you had mentioned another one. Everyone too. should be. And that was not one of them. Yeah. I don't know. I forget. Oh, what Publix. It was. Yeah, that's I think, not one of them. I think you said Publix. No, no, I did not. You did. For sure, did I? One hundred percent. The other, the other. Uh, if anybody cares about the uh, umbrella of Kroger, though, you have Kroger's, Ralph's, Dylan's, Dylan's. Smith's, King Supers, King Supers, King Supers. That's a weird one. Fries, uh, QFC, is City it, Market. Isn't King Supers spelled S O O P E R? That's so stupid. Supers, Supers, King Supers. <laughs> City Market, Owens, J C, Payless, not J C, J C, and Payless. What if Jay Z opened a Payless shoes? Is it like Jay Penny and Payless? Like they... <laughs> maybe. I mean, they're two different stores. Oh, maybe. I see. Uh, Baker's, Gerby's, Harris Teeter. Oh, so these aren't so Pick the... and Save, Metro Market, and Mariano's. Those are all stores and grocery stores under, under the, the Kroger, Kroger umbrella. Umbrella. So. And Kroger's the main. Yeah, depending on where you go in the country, that's that version. But we got the main. We got we the do. good stuff. Course you got, or mainline on that shit. All right, uh, my story about what an IPA is is technically incorrect. <laughs> oh well. So here's the thing: um, the my idea of it being like uh, like way more hop driven, and then they watered it down when they got the India. Yeah, that's completely false. I was that's, wrong on that. That's now hogwash. There's another idea that it came from the fact that uh, they had to use higher hop count because hops are technically preservatives and it made the long trip from like britain to india mm-hmm. it would make the beer would make it longer so they could sell it then in india right because they added more hops hops that's actually false as well oh, there's because because they had been importing pale ales to india for decades before india pale ales ever became a thing okay um so let's hear extra hopped pale ales existed decades before being called ipas however the name seems to have come from the idea that higher hopped ales were much more suited for warmer climates than the traditional dark porters being drunk in london at the time Mm. so it basically like people didn't want to drink heavy dark beers in hot climates yes so that makes sense an india pale ale which is a much more hopped pale ale 
is what is is kind of where the name came from. That basically. makes sense. So, interesting. Yep. And then also, good stuff, good stuff. Under the umbrella tree was not in a doctor's office. It was in a house. Oh, okay. And that's it. All right. Cool. <laughs> it's a very simple, simple one. Right on, right on. Well, all right. So uh, if that's it for corrections, it. this week, what are we doing? Twice in a blue moon. Oh, yes. Uh, that all kind of works really nicely with everything we got going on here. First of all, we watched two full moon movies. Tell them, James. <clears throat> and we both got the f- the free trial of Full Moon on Amazon channels, and I almost want to start paying for it so that I can watch the entire catalog Dude, because it's just absolute the platinum. Like Bikini Chick, Tiger King, wherever the fuck it's called, <laughs> I need to watch that. Like, here's the thing. Full Moon, back in the day, had the backing of Paramount. Uh-huh. That's why the 90s, like the late 80s, early 90s full, full Moon movies were actually pretty good. Yeah. Well... Relatively speaking, like I told, actually pretty good. I told you I, I watched a lot of them as a kid. Yeah, I'd seen I've seen a lot of Prehysteria, Remote Control, Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> well, those are newer, but <laughs> um, no, a lot of those movies they were they weren't like super well known, but they're well known enough, right? And then once Paramount pulled their funding, Full Moon, Full Moon just went went down the tank, hill. yeah. Uh, but they're still going. Uh, Full Moon is putting out twelve movies this year. Really. I mean, of varying degrees of quality, obviously, but right now they're they're filming. Uh, what is it? Attack of the Fifty Foot Cam Girl. Cool. Directed by Jim Wynarski. Well, of course. Who did Chopping Mall? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, he also did a bunch of porn, that's so true. that makes sense. Bear, the Bear Wench Project, all yeah. those. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but even still, though, it's it's ridiculous. Kristen and I watched the uh, the Full Moon Fan Zone or whatever they're called. Mm. And like we're watching this, and you have this this girl in the middle who is the cam girl. Mm-hmm. She's never acted a day in her life. She mm-hmm. doesn't know what the fuck's going on. You have Jim Warnowski on one side of her who looks like a fucking rapist. And then you have <laughs> Charlie Band on the other side that is just kind of a piece of shit. Is he really? <laughs> He's just the shysty businessman mm-hmm. in, in, in the in film, the film industry. Like, I don't know. He's legendary for a reason but uh yeah the movies they make now are uh they're questionable at best (laughs) i'll say that but (laughs) it's not to say that the movies that they used to make weren't questionable that's true but they were way better than they are today right um so what did we watch we watched um shadow zone from 1992 from 1990 90 okay and bad channels from 1992 oh that's the one okay um Couple of there are a couple of movies. They they these movies were made, and that's all I'm going to say about it right now. Right now, and then we'll get into <laughs> it. Uh, so to go along with that, Michael of course went out and got us. This one this one was kind of low hanging fruit. It was, but it's fine. You'd though. be surprised how many beers are not available in the very specific one store that I went to, not called Full Moon. Yeah. There's tons of them called Full Moon, just not at that store. Just not at that store. Imagine that. So uh, Michael went out and got us Blue Moon, which is why we named the episode Twice in a Blue Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is I've never actually had this. This is Blue Moon Honey Days, crafted with real clover honey. Because if there's one thing that Blue Moon does well, it's the honey. It's the honey. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Colorado wheat beer. Three point three point nine percent. Is that all it is? Yeah. Oh shit. Um, better drink like sorry five or six of them. Uh, Blue Moon Honey Days is a light, refreshing summer seasonal with only summer seasonal, Mike. Summer. So it's been sitting around for a while. (laughs) Unless they released it early. 
Uh, summer seasonal with only 114 calories and 3.9% alcohol. Oh, we won't get fat off it. Brewed with real clover honey, which pairs perfectly with any summer day or a dark, disgusting winter night. Cheers to that. Cheers, bud. Let's, uh, let's give it a little... Let's see how a year old... Let's see what 2021, the summer of 2021 tasted like. A little taste-roo. Hmm, like disappointment. Kind of. It's almost like... It tastes like a Bud Light. It's almost like... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even going to say it. It's almost like you're not drinking anything. No. It's like a Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> There's really nothing to this. There's nothing it's, at all. It's hard to pick up any flavor notes, to be honest. It just kind of tastes like... It's also super cold, which doesn't help, but... I get... I, I, I am getting the honey. Maybe a little bit. But I think... Um, I think more of the honey would come out if the if it was like not so cold. Yeah, I think the the ice coldness of it is taking it away a little bit, but I mean, it's, I'm not going to say that it's bad. No, it's not bad. I'm not it's gonna... good drinking beer. It's just uh, just it kind of kind of is what it is. Kind of nothing. Yeah. So uh, way to go, Blue Moon. All right. Well, the beer matches <laughs> I guess, the movies. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> much like the movies. Uh, this beer. What? How do you put this diplomatically? It um, is what it is. Tasted good in the back of my throat. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Let's get into the bleed for you. Oh, hold on. What? I can't. I did that wrong. Ooh, I'm, ooh. I'm, I'm delirious from my booster shot. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. Death, James. Death. It comes for us all. Death becomes us. Death becomes all. Yes. That's that's what I meant. Yeah. All right. So two I deaths. Knew I knew that. Two deaths this week. Um, Alice, sweet Alice, director Alfred Soule has passed away at the age of 78 years old. Um, there's been no, uh, no cause of death or anything like that. Uh, his cousin broke the news, uh, who has actually expecting an email from him later because he was uh, his uh, his cousin was director Dante Tomaselli mm-hmm. and uh, he was he had emailed him talking about how excited he was working on his new film and he expected to talk to him that night and then found out that he had passed away really so that's super sad yeah. um, he wrote episodes of Paramount's Friday the 13th of the series you know that cool. famous Friday the 13th series had nothing to do with the movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, he was a production designer. He worked on films such as Halloween Town, Wishmaster 2, uh, S. Darko, the Donnie Darko sequel, oh. um, and most recently, the MacGyver TV reboot. Really? So that's, pretty, that's pretty new, actually. Um, anyway, though, uh, yeah, he, uh, he directed, um, let's see here, Tanya's Island, which I've never heard of, uh, Pandemonium, which I have heard of, a uh, couple other things, though. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace to uh, He's Alfred a production Sol- designer on one of your favorite movies, or one of your favorite shows, uh, Castle. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I do love that show. I do. I know you oh, do. Oh, you're on, you're on IMDb, aren't you? I am. I did not go that deep into it. Sorry. Um, I did love Castle. <laughs> you need to type his name into a search bar? I did not. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, moving on. Uh, and this one hurts. Not, not that all deaths don't hurt, but this one was a big one. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace to Ivan Reitman. Passed away this week at the age of 75. Ivan Reitman, most famously known as the director of the original two Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son just directed 
Ghostbusters Afterlife, so that's a family affair. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't say how he passed away. He passed away in his sleep at the age of 75. Uh, it seems pretty, pretty fucking sudden. Um, yeah. Doesn't seem like there was any inclination that he was sick or anything like that. Um, yeah. Uh, he also directed uh, Animal House, another crazy popular movie. Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten One Cop. One of my favorites from when I was it's young. It's not the Tuma. It's a f- <laughs> Wait, no. It's not, it's not the... F- this is a ferret. It's not the dog. It's a ferret. That's this, it. <laughs> this is a ferret. It's not the Tuma. What is that from? Is that actually from the Kindergarten movie? Cop. Is it? Okay. He says, I have, I have a headache. And the kid says, maybe <laughs> it's a tumor. It's not the Tuma. It's not the Tuma. <laughs> Uh, absolutely love it. Um, I didn't know that he was the executive producer on uh, Shivers and Rabid from Cronenberg. Oh, nice. Did not know that. Nice. Um, but yeah, he's he's done a, a ton of stuff, and it sucks that he's uh, that he's passed on. So rest in peace, Ivan Reitman. Legend. R.I.P. Yeah. Legend. Yeah, that's a bummer. So we've lost uh, Ivan Reitman and uh, Harold Ramis. That's yeah. crazy. Um, the... Uh, Pretty pretty soon. Here's the best part about that series: you could make a new Ghostbusters movie based on them dying because they're ghosts now, right? And we've already seen that you can bring <laughs> back the dead because they spoiler alert brought back. But what if you made a movie like what if 20 years in the future, right, when all the rest of these guys croak out, mm-hmm. 20 years from now, you make a Ghostbusters movie that is shot found footage style, where they go back to the hook and ladder. And all these guys are the ghosts in the hook and ladder, still trying to make Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> I like it. That's it. That's the movie. <laughs> uh, we joke, but rest in peace, Ivan Reitman. Uh, we joke. All right. Um, let's see here. Moving on. You know what's not a joke, James? What is not Stranger a joke? Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Not a joke. Yeah, totally. We know when Stranger Things Season 4 is coming. Finally. Oh, we do? We do. Okay. Stranger Things Season 4 has been a big week for uh, the whole Stranger Things. Uh, lots of news. May 27th is when season four is coming to Netflix. Really? Uh, May 27th with volume two of season four coming July 1st. So it sounds to me like there's going to be a few episodes, a break for a month or two, more new episodes. It sounds like you have got this all figured out. I do. Yeah. Not really. Um, also, uh, Netflix released the uh, that Stranger Things 5 has already been greenlit, mm-hmm. but that will be the final season of Stranger Things. The final. The final. Uh, the Duffer Brothers have said uh, there's still many more exciting stories to tell within the world of Stranger Things, new mysteries, new adventures, and new unexpected heroes, which means just because the main series is over does not mean there's not going to be side uh, side series New show. Well, either that or stuff. either that or they just mean in the next two seasons there's a lot to a lot of ground to cover. No, no, they're because they were they said that in regard to Stranger Things ending at. Oh, season I five. see. Okay, so, yeah, but uh, that's, I need to. I want to go back and rewatch Stranger Things from the beginning just I'm, because I like. You should. I haven't. It. I haven't watched it in so long. Like mm-hmm. season three came out. What fucking two years ago? Two and a half years. Three ago, years yeah. ago. Yeah. Like. Watching the first three seasons made me feel like a kid again, like watching, you know, Absolutely. like watching Goonies for the first yep. time or watching it for the first time. Like, um, I really want to go back and rewatch them just for uh, that nostalgia feel. We just finished season two because hmm. Kristen has never seen Strange. Really? Things. She so, like it so far? She does. Yeah. Good. So we're, so we're going through it. We're kind of taking it one thing at a time. So we haven't started season three yet. We're going to finish some other stuff first, but, uh, we're going to get into that next three is my favorite series or season. So far, uh, I did like three. There's something about the mall. Yeah, I tell you what, man. Christmas time this year, I went to our old mall, like the old big mall around here. 
and I got total vibes of throwback, and I loved Which it. Which one, Lakeside? Yeah, loved it. Man, the, I double, I, the double decker mall there. Like, I haven't been to Lakeside in years. Just go there and walk around. I'm telling you, no. just go and walk around. It'll bring back just so much like nostalgia of us when we were kids. Going, well, I, like, hanging well, I didn't go there when I was a kid, but I I worked in several of the stores in Lakeside as an as a young adult. Who are you, John? Which which <laughs> brings back bad memories. So <laughs> I've actually wa- I've I've worked in quite a few malls. That's kind of weird to think about. What the hell am I doing with my life? Anyway, go ahead. Weird. Um, let's see here. Moving on to TV stuff. Uh, Bloody Disgusting has a streaming service called Screambox. Screambox. And uh, this is very exciting because for the very first time, you can stream every single episode of both seasons. Of the original A Nightmare on Elm Street TV series, oh, nice. Freddy's Nightmares. Nice. They are all on there. Where the uh, hell? So if you've never seen those before and you've always ever heard of them, uh-huh. they're all available now. And they're they're the first like oh to the first five episodes are really good. I've seen like yeah, I've seen like half of the first season. It's really good because you have a lot of Robert England, a lot of Freddy Krueger. They're based around him, and then like as the the series progressed it kind of became not really about him it was kind of like self-contained stories mm-hmm. um still still fun to watch not as good uh but it's worth watching the first few episodes alone though you have the origin of freddy krueger you have lots of other stories of freddy in between the movies and stuff like it's it's fantastic mm-hmm. i would highly recommend it to uh, to anybody interested in that but uh yeah screen box brought to you by bloody disgusting um this is just exciting because i love ninja turtles uh paramount plus is coming out with a new animated ninja turtles movie being directed by seth rogan i'm sorry produced by seth rogan and directed by jeff rowe it was announced today that uh, paramount plus is also going to be moving forward with a couple of new animated series based off of the villains of tmnt really like baxter stockman oh and the shredder nice and the Rat King and Krang. Keep going. And Rocksteady. Rocksteady. Bebop. Be- I mean, I have no idea if any of these people are going to get their own, but they might. Right on. They're the mains. Right on. Right? Right on. What if we got a Neutrinos show? How sweet would that be? A new what? The Neutrinos. What's Neutrinos? They had the fucking sweet like Cadillac flying car oh. that the, uh, the Turtles <laughs> got in the uh, in the early episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd take a Neutrinos uh, series. That'd be sweet. So this this is did you say this is the one that's with Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen's directing the new movie. Oh. It's an animated movie specifically okay. for Paramount Plus. Right on, right on. Uh, so after this though, I don't I don't know if his company is going to be a part of it or not. Maybe, hmm. uh, but yeah, they're moving forward with a lot of new turtles uh, turtles properties. I like so turtles. Kind of cool. I like turtles. I like turtles. Uh, so pretty cool. That um. That one movie, though, with Seth Rogen producing will be out in 2023, so next year. Nice. A little bit of time on that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we get to the uh, end of it here, James, what's new? On. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging here. Go on. Oh, you bastard. All right. Uh, John and the Hole. Blue. There you go. <laughs> John and the Hole, the coming-of-age psychological thriller about a boy named John and his hole. Will be hitting. They don't really hide the lead anymore, do they? <laughs> <laughs> will be hitting DVD and Blu-ray on March fifteenth. Uh, John and the Hole. John and the Hole stars Michael C. Hall. Hall in the Hole. Uh, Jennifer L. L. Ale. 
Ellie? I don't know. And yep. Thaisa Farmiga, Farmiga, I don't know anymore, uh, as the family of a 13-year-old boy who discovers an unfinished bunker and decides to hold his family captive in it so he can return home to enjoy and explore, enjoy and explore newfound independence. I mean, who hasn't thought about that every once in a while? I mean, I Tying your folks it. up so that you can go like, you know. You know. Do whatever the fuck you want. Sometimes. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, only other thing I got here is coming to 4K Ultra HD from Vinegar Syndrome or... Vincian. Vincian. Uh, is the 1981 slasher Madman. Available in both standard edition and limited edition slipcover formats, this release is receiving a brand new 4K restoration from the original 35mm cam- 35 camera negative and will include hours of extra features including interviews and commentaries with nearly every surviving cast and crew member. So, treats. Treats, treats, Treats on treats. I like treats. Yeah. I like Treat Williams. I like Treat Williams as well. He was great in Deep Im- Deep Impact. <laughs> <laughs> the movie or the porno? <laughs> Take your pick, man. Uh, both a retreat. <laughs> right? Oh, boy. That's it for blues, man. That's it? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Quick, mm-hmm. uh, quick section here. Quick and easy. So this is just kind of a fun bit of news. Uh, Adam Marcus. Wait, hold on. Deep Impact was the meteor movie, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. What's the one that I'm thinking of where they, they battle like giant monsters under the ocean? It's Deep Something. Blue Sea. No. No. Uh, deep, Deep Blue Horizon. Deep no. Deep Water Horizon. Deep... I don't know. Look it up. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the world is ablaze right now with the new Texas Chainsaw movie. Deep Rising. Out. Deep Rising. That's it. We did it for the show. We did. Yeah. You're right. I couldn't think of it. Okay. I knew ahead. what you were talking about. Yeah. Couldn't think of it. Go ahead. The world is ablaze with what? The world is ablaze of talk with the new Texas Chainsaw movie coming mm, out uh, mm-hmm. soon here on Netflix. No, it's already and- out. Oh, is it? Did it come out already? Well, yeah. Oh shit. Several of our friends have done reviews of it already. Oh, fuck. I don't pay. Attention. You're bad at this. I don't pay attention. <laughs> um. <laughs> I pay attention to this stuff apparently, not uh, not the good stuff. Okay. Uh, Adam Marcus, our favorite director of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, who gave us uh, Deadite Jason, oh. uh, was the was one of the original writers. Don't lump me in with you. <laughs> Don't say our favorite. Was one of the uh, writers of the original draft of Texas Chainsaw 3D, and uh, he went into detail about what his script was about, and we came very close to getting Leatherface versus. Scarface. You, you're joking or Leatherface versus Scarface? Basically, like Pacino Scarface. Uh, basically, maybe not the not the same character necessarily, but it had a lot to do with the Sawyer clan being like taken out, and then somebody grows up and they're running drugs in Texas, and then <sighs> they have to go over the border, and then it's like the Mexican cartels versus the Sawyers. Like it's this crazy ass story these, that we almost got. These fucking cockroach. Adam Marcus is my favorite. <laughs> he just writes these batshit crazy movies. No, 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 no. And I want every one of them no, to be no, filmed no. and made, and <laughs> I am just completely into it. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's bizarre. Yep. I don't know. I love it. That's uh, that's your news, though. That's, that's it? Just, that was the just, last piece of news? <laughs> just know that that's a thing that could have existed. That's all. Just go to bed uh, happy tonight. Your last piece of news is something that never will or did happen, but could have. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's it. It's not how the news works. It's not really whatever. news. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, um, 
we're going to talk about a couple of full moon movies. Oh, yes. And we're going to go full. We're going to do the full Monty. We're going to go full moon. If I didn't have the chills, I would go full moon right now. But I have the chills, so I won't. <laughs> James is dying. I am dying right. here in we'll front of you. All right, bye-bye. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, James. Yes, Michael. Uh, when when you think of full moon, what comes to mind? Uh, werewolves. Werewolves. Yeah. Okay. Why werewolves? Oh, because of because oh, of okay. I'm talking, about the, I'm talking about full moon <laughs> pictures, not the full moon. Um, it, when I think of full moon pictures, I think of um. I swear to God, if you say pictures of the moon, I'm gonna. Punch you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Um, I I, I think of uh. I don't how do how do I put this without making it seem worse than it actually is? I think um subpar filmmaking. You know what, James? That's the that that's the correct answer. Is that the ticket? That's the correct answer. But but fun. <laughs> like subpar in a fun way. Oh yeah. Once upon a time, Full Moon made good movies. I will I will say I will be a, I will say this. Hold on, wait, hold on. Before you move on. Yes. Good as in Um really enjoyable. Like na- well name like a good like a good Full Moon movie, Puppet Master Three, fantastic. Okay, it really is. It's a really good movie. Yeah, uh, I have not seen it, but I hear Subspecies Two is also a very good movie. I did not like the original Subspecies, mm-hmm. um, but I hear that Two is way better. Okay, um, they they make stupid schlocky fun. I will say, movies. I will say, remote, remote, or is it called remote or remote control? Remote control is yeah. one I think. Remote control. I think I've not seen I used it. to watch that movie all the time when I was younger well, there you and it go. was awesome. Uh Prehysteria, like you said before. Prehysteria. Classic. So good. Prehysteria one, two, I think there's a third one as well. There's the there's the Trancers series. There's uh-huh. there, there's tons of stuff, right? Yeah. Um the reanimator series. Like Full Moon has put out good movies. And there's and then there's like all the the busty like busty ladies save the world there's, like there's also a dark side <laughs> it's the dark side of the moon they should have called that the dark, oh, side, the of dark the moon. side of the moon all their trashy oh like, yeah like hooker movies yeah that would have been great <laughs> forget about it dude you just nailed it <laughs> all right you just nailed it so after like, like, like in the in the early 90s though they were putting out like full moon was just literally shitting out movies left and right they still are but like <laughs> at least back in the early 90s the movies were halfway decent yeah and uh both of our movies this week uh are in that sort of era, right? Early nineties from nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety two. Yep. The first one we're talking about is Shadow Zone. I feel the- I feel like it was kinda of, sorry. I feel like that that was kind of the era era that was the sweet spot. If oh, I yeah. will. If you if late eighties, early nineties, that was their sweet spot. Yeah, if you're into the full moon product, these are the best the best movies, like from this era, the best movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Shadow Zone from ninety two, directed by J.S. Cardone, whose uh only other real big claim to fame was uh directing the sequel to the Nicolas Cage movie, Eight Millimeter. There was a sequel to that movie? Eight Millimeter Two. Was it really? Oh yes. They should have named it Eight Millimeter Nine Millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> You mean just nine millimeter? <laughs> no, just eight millimeter, nine millimeter. 
Uh, let's see here. After someone is killed in the subterranean project called Shadow Zone, a NASA captain is called to investigate. In the project, sleeping subjects are induced into a, sl- a deep EDS sleep state, whereby they become portals to a parallel universe. Unfortunately, this causes adverse reactions in the subject, and something goes through the portal, the consequence of which is an attrition problem. Um, Let me stop you right there. Yes. When you're called upon to go check out a underground science experiment mm-hmm. and you find out that it's called the shadow zone. Yes. You just don't go. You, you just, you, <laughs> you just, just don't go. You just don't. Cause you know that it's going to be bad news. I mean, I, I'm kind of interested though. I know. Something you're called, kind of, you're <laughs> kind of curious. Though. Like if the U S government came to you right like now the shadow, and let's say James, we James need Barry, you to go to the shadow zone. You gotta go to the shadow zone. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. Okay. <laughs> fine. I have the chills, yeah, I'm, but fine. I'm there. I'm there. It's like, I've seen Stranger Things. I know what's up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is starring Louise Fletcher. That's a name. She's a person. Um, she's not only a person. She haunted my dreams for many, many years when oh. I was younger. Um, she's played two of the most evil people in cinema history. Okay. Uh, one of them being Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. The other is uh, Dr. Earhart from no, not, this movie. Not Dr. Earhart. She, she was... Uh, Dr. Do, Dr. Earhart was the calmest fucking person She's in the played. entire world. <laughs> actually, this whole crew, aside from Shivers... Yeah, that's actually kind of true. Yeah. They all just sort of like, oh... There's, there's no oh, sense so, of emergency oh, so for anything. Oh, so you're saying there's a thing that's gonna... It's out, and it's made of dreams, and it's gonna fucking kill us all? Oh, okay. But... Should we get some food from the cafeteria first? I don't know. Okay. You, you, you got to eat, right? Yeah. So <laughs> so, so she played uh, Nurse Ratchet in... Uh, one Flew. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. She also played the grandmother in... Uh, the, yeah, I know what, I know what just you're happened. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. She played the grandmother in uh, Flowers in the Attic. Yes. I've still never seen it. <sighs> still never seen it. What a sad movie, dude. And what a horrible, horrible wretched bitch she is in that movie oh my gosh like she, she scared the shit out of me when fairness, i was younger and i don't mean this disrespectfully she has the face to play that kind of she's character got a bitchy face she yeah. does yeah she does yeah uh this movie is also starring uh james hong as dr van vliet you would know james hong of course as Who the hell doesn't? from uh big trouble in little china i know yeah do you know, I know yeah do you know more from somewhere else everywhere because okay. he's he's one of the most prolific character actors in the world he has 499 credits really on imdb see i only know him as, Lu- as lopan i probably know him as a million other things and just didn't realize it. you you see him everywhere you just don't really realize you're seeing him he's well first of all he does a lot of, he does voice work like he's in all the kung fu panda movies um but what's he's he started actually uh what's it actually called aaron and i watched the the show on cbs I think it's CBS Sunday Morning. You ever watch that show? No. We call it the Old Man Show because it's like it's the type of show that you could imagine your grandpa sitting down to watch every that's, Sunday. That's fair. And we sit down and we watch it every Sunday because it's just a nice like you have some coffee, you watch this show. They do like little editorials, like little pieces on different people, and they did one on James Hong uh, like three weeks ago. Oh wow! And he's a fascinating dude. Like from his, you know, like from from growing up and like first getting into acting and like how he basically had to take all the very stereotypical roles when he was younger like all the you know everybody wanted the very like 
the very Asian, like stereotypical sure, sure. Asian roles. So he did it just to just to make money basically and just to get more credits to his name and then he also like dealt with a lot of racism like anti-asian racism from certain actors and in stuff the like US? that in the US no and uh, <laughs> but I yeah i don't believe you but he is he's one of the most prolific character actors of all time he's got 400 449 credits oh. to his name and just in 2022 he has 1 2 3 4 Five, six. Wow. Six things coming out See, in 2022 alone. Now I feel bad for only knowing him as the most stereotypical Asian role in well, Big Trouble Little China. But he actually <laughs> talked about that on, on the Old Man Show, and he said he loved that role. Did he? Okay, yeah, good. Like I don't he, feel so bad. He then. thought it was fun. Like, he, you know, like, get, like branching out into horror and fantasy and stuff like that, he thought it was really cool. So. Okay, well, I'm into that. Yeah. Um, the other heavy hitter on this one, in my opinion, is Miguel A. Nunez Jr., who played Wiley, better known as DJ from the Street Fighter movie. First Baby. of all, it's Miguel, <laughs> not Miguel. I'm sorry. <laughs> Miguel. Miguel. Um, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. Uh, he played who? Oh, he was D- DJ. Oh! He was DJ in oh, Street shit. Fighter. <laughs> Hell yeah. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, what up, DJ? He's, uh, he's got kind of an un, uh, unmistakable face. Like, you know him when you see him. Yeah, I, I knew that he, he looks the same. I knew he in every looked movie. really familiar, yeah. but I couldn't I couldn't place him. But yeah, that yep. totally makes sense. And then you had uh, who was who the, the lead? Um, oh, Hickok, uh, David B. Croft, who is, let's be fair here, Time Store Nathan Fillion. Yep. Oh, my God. Yes. Right? Yes. Nathan Fillion and who's, uh, I can never remember his name. He's the actor. Ken Marino. No. Well, I guess there's also Kim Reno, right? But I'm talking the actor, a younger guy. He he was the likeness and voice actor for the main character in that Xbox game, Force Unleashed, and he's also he was also in some other stuff. I can't think of his name. He but, was a voice actor in Force Unleashed. Yeah, he was a likeness too. Like his the character in Force Unleashed looks like him. Oh. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Look him up though, as I'm talking. Yeah, you talk. Up. All right, so this movie—I uh, don't really know what this movie was about. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I know what happened, and I know I know the story they're trying to tell, but I don't understand why. Is why, it, uh, why this movie? <laughs> sorry, is it Sam Witwer? <laughs> yes, Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer. Look at okay. his face, though. He looks like him, like a he younger does. version. Yeah, he does. Um, so fan casting. Fan cast. He's in. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> this movie was good, but I felt like. There was nothing to it. Like was the, this movie good? Okay, so this movie had good <laughs> parts, but I felt like there was like a little bit of expose, and then a lot of just like cat and mouse here's, people running around doing nothing. Here's the thing, and that was it. I liked what was going on in this movie. The whole idea behind, you know, because initially it sounded like what they were trying to do was just um, keep people in a prolonged state of sleep, sleep mm-hmm. so that they so that the, the the military so that nasa could eventually use it for like long for like long space flights they could basically basically put oh. astronauts into like this cryo sleep see that makes then, more sense and one then of, that way they could travel for like two years one of my notes is why was nasa investigating mm. this <laughs> like i didn't understand why they sent so a that makes NASA sense investigator no. yeah now that makes sense right okay so oh, okay. So, but then they found out that, um, essentially, a guy exploded. Well, a guy exploded. <laughs> yeah. But they found out that, uh, essentially, like they would put these people into REM, like rapid eye movement sleep, 
and then they would put them into what's what's ETF? Is that is it ETF? ETD? What was it? Um, extraterrestrial sleep. Extra. I, I I have no idea what it means. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, they would put them into this deeper sleep where they were. Um, An external transmorphic seminar. There you go. That That's sounds that sounds about right. Yep. yep. Um. And essentially what ends up happening is this guy's subconscious, like his dream self, uh, manifests. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's their dream. Well, they said they open they open a portal. They open it they they basically found they basically found that uh that that uh there's a like a metaphysical barrier between our dimension and another dimension that exists within sleep and they and, found and they found out that if by, they by severing the, the spinal cord digitally electronically or electronically rather by doing that and keeping them in a sleep state they're able to access it and then they cross over right it's basically the idea well i don't i don't think that it was ever in they they ever intended for the being to cross over oh, no because they didn't realize that it was an actual being right yeah they were learning about this just as much as we were on the screen right but so long story short, the being ends up coming through the the portal. I love how though when 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 Louise Fletcher explains this or who 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 was it that explained it? Was it the doctor? Was it uh was, Van it, Van, Fleet? was it Van Fleet that he explained it to him about what it was that was happening, about how there's a portal that opened or whatever? I think it was actually Kidwell. The girl, the blonde doctor. Was it her? I think so. With the monkey fetish? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whoever it so. was, I love how like, Hickok like just kind of accepts that. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, right on." Okay. Oh, there's a portal. Oh, another dimension. Cool. Got it. Got like, it. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no sense of urgency in this movie at all. It's That's just, like, what I'm saying. Like, a lot like, of the movie is just so calm. It's like, what are you doing? And there was like so many shots where there were so many shots of like something's happening in another room, and you just cut to. Dr. Earhart and Hickok just like sitting there watching a, a a computer screen. Yeah. And they're just like looking at the computer screen. Nothing is happening. That goes hand in hand with my my assessment that this movie had enough money to show effects for literally four seconds and that's it. <laughs> like every time they would show something like with cool like effects, they'd show it for four seconds and then cut to something else that is completely boring and inconsequential. Yeah, like the mutated <laughs> monkey looked cool. The fucking rat, the gigantic the rat, rat looked that awesome. Through the uh, bust through the wall. Even Princess Pip or whatever her name was, like, yeah, uh, Mrs. Pip, yeah, like the first one. They all looked that sweet, killed Van Fleet. They... they all looked awesome, but it was like so. And you watched the well, we did, we both did. We both watched the director's cut. Okay, right? so <laughs> okay, what? I watched both. Oh, because I How? owned this movie on VHS, uh-huh. so I watched it on glorious VHS, of course, and. I made it about three quarters of the way through it, and I was going to finish it the following day, right? Mm-hmm. So then I was at work, and I signed up for the Amazon Full Moon thing because I needed to watch our second movie. Mm-hmm. And I saw that they have Shadow Zone, the director's cut. I'm like, okay, I should probably watch that because that's the one that James is watching. So I restarted it. I got about halfway through it, and I'm realizing I don't understand this at all. I'm halfway through the movie. Nothing is different. Yet my timestamp is different. Really? So that's when I went on to the World Wide Web and I did some. As one does. As one does. And I did some digging 
and come to find out that Charles Band did the most Charles Band thing Charles Band has ever Charles Band. <laughs> okay. The director's cut is 20 minutes longer than the original. Mm-hmm. This was achieved not by adding footage back in. But? He stretched the film. Oh, dude. I know. <laughs> Have you... you... The, the film, they literally stretched the slowed film it down. just enough to where it's it's... It's noticeable to some, but not to everybody. You can... And it makes it longer. You can 100% tell. Like, there's a scene There's a scene in the beginning of the movie where... Uh, um, because you meet Louise. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Louise Fletcher, Dr. Earhart. Earhart, yeah. And she's she's very... When I call her Earhart. Earhart. She's, she's very, she's very soft-spoken, and she's, it almost sounds like she's high or something the whole time. <laughs> and... Her and Dr. Van Fleet are walking down a hallway, talking to one another, and they're both talking very calmly. Yep. And then if you pay attention to their bodies, their bodies are in slow motion. Did you, did you actually notice See, it? No, I, I, did, I did, but I did. And then, and, I then did, toward, but I didn't. and then toward the end of the movie, when, uh, um, when uh, Hickok is smashing all of the consoles with, uh, with an axe, yep. it's all in slow-mo. Well, it's well, it's not slow mo. It's, it's like just enough to where you notice that something's off. It's yeah, yeah it's yeah. not slow mo, but it's like it's like now if you when somebody swings an axe, it goes faster than that. Yeah, so that's all they did to call it a director's cut. They just stretched the film. That's such shit, dude. That's full moon for you. That's baby. hilarious. <laughs> I kind of love them for it. <laughs> like there's a weird part of me that is just on team on team shit. Well, it's like really, like, yes. it's like really shysty. And, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it's, know. It's the same company that made Attack of the Fifty Foot Cam Girl. So sure. what, do you, what do you want from them? Um, but yeah, so yeah, no difference between the director's cut and the original. Um, I finished the movie on VHS. Mm. I went back and I go, fuck this. I'm just going to watch the regular cut of it. Uh-huh. And so the ending, I, I didn't notice the ending when he's smashing all the shit because oh, yeah. I watched it in, in regular. But um, yeah, it's, but yeah pretty, it's, it's pretty clearly slowed it's down. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I but I thought the, mo- the, the middle part of the movie was just kind of boring because it's just a bunch of people wandering around hallways. And no That's real it. no real action. Like people get killed every once in a while, but everything happens off screen. Yeah, for the most part. And Shivers has a shotgun that can shoot 19 shells. <laughs> I counted. 19. Nope. Show me that shotgun, because uh, that doesn't exist. Uh, Duke Nukem had one, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay, um, that's fair. Why was the autopsy so bloody? Like, why did it look like like the body? Like, the, the way that they that did... That autopsy was a mess. The way that they did the autopsy was just by putting, like, a grenade in its stomach, leaving the room, letting it explode... <laughs> And then they came back into the room. <laughs> the intestines are sitting like in the weight, the 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 thing to weigh them, but they're like hanging halfway out. And it's just like it's yellow and red and f- disgusting, like and mucus. And they don't seem to care that a dirty monkey just jumps into the corpse at one <laughs> point in time. Just puts his hand in it. <laughs> like this is not how you perform a proper autopsy. Oh God. <laughs> um. There's there's a part in the movie where Hickok is dreaming, right? Mm-hmm. And he dreams of this horrible thing where he's being taken through the the vents or whatever, and he's looking down and like. Oh, Shivers comes and, and says, "Hey, yeah. you need to come and see this." And it's a dream. Yeah. Why in his dream was Doctor Van Fleet half naked? All of them were. Uh, Louise Fletcher wasn't. Yeah. No, she wasn't. Van Fleet. No, she wasn't. Van she was Fleet, wearing a shirt. Van Fleet, Earhart, and 
Kidwell were all they were all wearing aprons with no shirts underneath. They weren't. Earhart had a t-shirt under her apron, and I looked specifically because I thought that. Well, Kidwell didn't. Kidwell did not. No, okay. Kidwell didn't. I wonder if that's just because Louise Fletcher Maybe Louise Fletcher didn't want to be naked. <laughs> but why in his dreams was everybody half naked? I think, well, because in that moment, I didn't know if it was real or not, and it did actually make it creepier. There's something bizarre about there's something bizarre about people stripping. It just makes their... it weird, I guess. I don't know. Uh, well, it's like it's it's like it's like covens of witches, right? When they go out in the woods, uh, and do their witch coven thing, there's something off-putting and unset. Like normally, you would think, oh, it's a bunch of naked chicks. Like cool, that's cool, man. But there's something off-putting and creepy about witches stripping all their clothes off in the middle of the woods. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like if you came. If you came up on, Not always, if you were though. walking through the woods and you came up on a group of people who were standing around chanting in clothes, and then a group of people who were standing around and chanting naked, you'd probably be creeped out more by the naked people. It's a good point. You know what I mean? It's a good point. It's probably why I don't get down with Catholicism. Right. Too much nudity. Yeah. 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 I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the movie did have some really good special effects scenes. Like, there's a part where the guy's head explodes. Yeah, that was cool. At the end, which was really fucking cool. Like I said, the giant rat was really cool. So there, the veins, the veins in the face was was that that stop motion? Was that stop motion? I don't know. Like actual, I thought like liquid going through like a. To me, it was probably. To me, it was probably like um like latex over like yeah like tiny little bladders underneath like some liquid latex. I couldn't tell though. And they were just like pumping saline through it or something like that. It was cool. Like it looked practical to me. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I. I just like I just wish that we could have seen all that stuff more. Like, yeah. just like like put it on screen more. Yeah. You made it. You spent all this money. Um, what's his name? Uh the guy that did the effects. I don't have his name for me. Look him up real quick though. Okay. Uh he's super famous and I'm embarrassed I can't think of his name. Um he worked with uh the 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 uh the K and B guys on I think it was Evil Dead 2. He was the guy that was in charge. Mark sure or something like that mark showstrom yeah mark showstrom yeah. yeah he was a huge special effects guy back in the day like so he did the effects on i believe it was evil dead 2 on and the k and b guys worked under him and Scherster was from beyond was, nightmare on elm street 3 evil dead 2 yeah, phantasm yep, 2 yep. yeah yeah he's done a, a ton uh-huh. so like i feel like this is one of those movies where like, they, they did the work they had really good effects and they just didn't use them mm-hmm. for whatever reason um which is kind of a bummer uh, also, uh, I can't, I can't go without, um, pointing this out. I sent you a text message about it and you didn't understand it, but, uh, we got some penis in this movie. Oh, yeah. what did you say? I, but I, I sent you the dick alert button. Oh, dick, dick alert. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't watched it yet. You know me. I dick get, alert. I get excited when, uh, when Mike there's some, loves, some male phallus in Mike movies. Mike loves seeing dick in movies. <laughs> So weird. I love the equal representation, James. That's what I love. Yeah, I guess it does feel good to be equally represented. Right? Just as a um, man, like I, I want to see myself equally represented in film. Because yeah. you know, like as men, we struggle so much. We do. So it feels good to be represented as an equal to women who rule the world. Yes. What's your? What are you looking at? Um, I think that I mixed up my notes for the two movies. <laughs> no, why? Because <laughs> I'm reading my notes for the. No, there's like, no, there's dick in this movie. No, 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 not 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 that, not that. 
No, but they don't though. That's that's weird. What? What are you reading? I have a note that says the alien looks like the dick creature from Brain Damage. Oh no, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he does. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking of bad channels because that, <laughs> that alien also looked fucking weird. No, no, the alien though at the end of the movie, or like the the thing that came out of the other portal, yeah, it yeah. looked like the fucking dick alien from Brain Damage. It did, yeah. Did it not? Yeah. I don't understand where that thing came from. Like its fingers were all weird and Yeah. I don't know. Well, it, it was It didn't really fit the rest of the movie. I understood I understood what they were going for. Like it was they're basically saying that like our dr- our dream world is not just dreams. It's actually a, a different dimension that you travel to, but there's like it's separated by some, you know, metaphysical wall. Yeah. Well, and and this and in this instance, they managed to somehow like break through that wall. Sure. Well, so so this thing where it would normally like it, they're basically saying like this thing is what makes our makes our dreams like throughout this movie once it once it broke out of the dude's head like it was able to change its uh molecular makeup to make it smaller to make it bigger to make it look like a monkey to make it look like a giant rat like anything that the person was thinking of or looking for mm-hmm. so it makes sense kind of it makes sense it's like a it's almost like it's almost like the the idea is that like uh, you know, there, there's that idea that um, when you look in a mirror, it's actually another world on the other side of the mirror. Yeah. They just happen to be doing the same thing that we are or whatever. It's kind of like that. Like you go in, you go into this dream state and you're seeing all these things like basically the, their whole existence is what, what they're what they're meant to do in life is when you come into their dream world, they create your dream. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're dream masters. Ooh, I like that. That's basically what they the are. Dream masters. But in this movie, they just happen to break through. I I thought that this whole concept though was already covered in. I know he's not popular these days, but Joe Rogan knew it, baby. He's talking about when you're sleeping, that natural DMT. Oh, DMT takes you away to these other portals. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I've had some fucked up dreams lately. <laughs> I have. I and there's stuff you were in one of them the other day. Ooh, what was I doing? It wasn't sexy. It wasn't sexy, but it was creepy. There was a lot of creepy shit going on, and like the things that I'm able to make in my head while I'm dreaming. Don't gloss past us. What did I do? It was you and I were. Um, there was some sort of event going on at this like old building, like on an old campus or something somewhere, and. Uh, I got the sense that it was supposed to be a celebration for me for some reason. Okay. I don't know if it was a wedding or like if we were renewing our vows or something like that. Okay. And then at the end of the night, after like rehearsals, I had to go back to this building to grab something that I had lost. And when I got back there, there was this group of dudes and one of them had a knife and he threw a knife at me. I dodged the knife and I managed to like like wrestle away from him and then i go and i run into this closet which seems like a closet and it ends up being an elevator like an old ass was i in the closet with you? no you weren't in the closet (laughs) no it ends up being an old ass elevator but it's got a phone and i called you and i go dude i'm in this fucking like creaky ass elevator and you go go see where it goes (laughs) i go (laughs) that sounds like something i'd say and so i took it down and i get to the bottom level like it gets to where the natural bottom level should have been and then mm-hmm. it keeps going 
and then the door opens and it's just this long black hallway lined with clowns on either side like like clowns heads in jars like clown puppets clown and i just go no 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 and i jump back in the elevator and i go up as fast as i can and when i jump out of the elevator i start running through this building to try and get out and every time i turn i'm just running through the same hallway and I realized what's going on. I'm like, fuck, I'm stuck in this like this eternal maze. And I'm just going, no, no. And then I finally found a door and I ran out into this beautiful forest. And I don't know. It was, it was cool. <laughs> was I was I a beautiful forest creature? No. Chance? Yeah, you were a, you were a centaur. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know, dude. I've I have I have cool dreams. I like my dreams a I lot. I wish They're fucked I remembered up, my dreams. You don't remember any of your dreams? Never do. You ever try nope. uh like writing them down as soon as you wake up no i don't ever wake up and that that happens to me maybe once a year honestly weird yeah i remember i just my, don't i remember my dreams almost every day yeah i wish i did hmm. and if i do wake up remembering one by the time i actually am conscious enough to hmm. grab a piece of paper yeah it's like fragments and then within a minute or two it's gone like flaming globes like <laughs> boom um okay uh one last thing i want to talk about the movie um can we talk about how uh <laughs> uh what's his name um where is it richard band yeah who does the scores for a lot of these full moon movies yeah steals they're stuff great from... no they're great right they all sound the same like uh... every one of his scores especially for the full moon movies it's like a version of the same score for every single movie it's the same sounds same key same everything listen nothing changes all i'll say they're is, unmistakable all i'll say is toward the end of the movie he threw some hydrophone in <laughs> to this one and i am of the opinion that the hydrophone is the number one all-time best instrument for horror movie music which one's that which one's the hydrophone it's the one it's a it's a giant water-filled pan okay and it's sealed on both sides, and then it's got like um, a bunch of metal rods that rods stick that up. stick up. Okay, yeah. And it you play it with a you. I'll play. So I'll guy, play it for okay. you at the break, but you'll know exactly. I know what you're talking yeah. about. The guy from this is a weird tangent. The guy that scored Studio Six Six Six. So come to come to find out, um, John Carpenter. No, fuck. What was this? John Carpenter did the score. For a new horror movie. Was it Studio 666? I think it might have been. Shit. What was it? Um, anyway, though, the guy that did the score... for he did, uh, Carpenter did the main titles for this movie. Okay. The guy that did the main score, though, is the drummer of Ministry. And a whole bunch of other bands. For which movie? I think it was Studio 666. Okay. If memory serves. Uh, an interview explains how he locked in John Carpenter for a surprise appearance in the new film. Is that Car- it? Carpenter is known for working on the Halloween movies, blah, blah, blah. It sounds like John is Carpenter it, is, is it going, Studio going to be though? in Studio 666. Well, he did the main theme for it, though. Oh, did he? I think, it, I'm fairly sure it's this movie. Right on. Um, but they show him, though, using the hydrophone, though, in a behind-the-scenes thing, uh, doing the score for the oh, movie. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's such a good instrument. Yeah. It is it's it's got like a whole bunch of like sticks sticking up or whatever, and then you like pull something. You can yeah. play it with a bow yep. or you can uh like run a uh like a rubber mallet across the bottom yep. to yep. get all kinds of weird sounds. Yeah. It's like the quintessential like old school horror movie. Old school yeah. horror sound. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. I don't know. Now that I've seen that fucking that weird instrument with the plates that spin and you lick your finger and you oh the glass harmonica yeah you've never seen that before i've never seen it before and now i want that in everything 
I think it's cool as hell. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. It's more like a that that to me is like it's really pretty, you know? It is. We should get the uh, architect to get one and then he can make a soundboard <laughs> like he does for a lot of the other stuff. Those are so insanely expensive. All right. Uh, are we uh, ready to move on here? Um, yeah. Oh, oh sorry, well, there, there, is a, there is a role in this movie that uh, it called for just a, a young woman to lay, lie naked for the entire movie. They picked a good woman. They did. They picked a... <laughs> my, my last bit, though, is, again, on the same thing. Yeah. And my last note is, I love how at the end, Hickok just opens up the naked lady chamber. And he's like, what up, girl? What's up? <laughs> so, uh, probably got pretty lonely in there for the last six months, huh? He's like, hey. Because he, he's, he's looking at her throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Like, even when he first walks into that thing, uh, Dr. Van Fleet's like, oh, she's pretty, isn't she? And he's, and he's just he staring follows, at her. He follows that up with, well, they're practically dead. <laughs> <laughs> eh, practically. That doesn't mean all the way dead. And yeah, he wakes her up at the end and he just, he doesn't explain anything to her. He just stands there and stares at her while she's awkwardly trying to cover up her naked body. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> and, it's just and then like, it just ends. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. So what are we gonna, what are we gonna do about this, huh? <laughs> All right, James. Shadow Zone. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Shadow Zone. I will give a. Uh, I'm gonna give like one of these, like a side. Like it's like a like a half between the. It's uh, jumping top and between good and bad. Yeah. It was just there was so much of it was so slow. Yeah. Like so much of it just dragged on forever for no reason. It's almost a two hour movie. It is almost a two hour movie and it's for no reason. Well, the extended version is the yeah, regular well, version is only an hour and twenty seven minutes. See, I might have so. been able to deal with it if no, I was watching it. It in moves real time. way better. Yeah, it moves way better. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's how it was probably intended. So. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on to bad channels. Bad from channels. Nineteen ninety two. <laughs> this movie is a treat. Directed by Ted Nicolau. Uh, who directed Terror Vision. Mm-hmm. Also, he directed all of the subspecies movies. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. There you go. Get it out. There you go. Get it all uh, out. All the subspecies movies, which is uh, the subspecies series, is noted as one of the better Full Moon like actual series. So that's decently, <laughs> I'm going to put in quotes, high praise. There's, what are there, four or five of them? Four. Oh, uh, well, there's four, and there's one called The Vampire Journals, which is like a prequel. Oh, right on. Uh, the Vampire Journals, by the way, uh, I first saw f- with, uh, it was a DVD I bought where William Shatner hosts the full moon, uh, it's like full moon horror night or something like that, and it's it's William Shatner and a puppet horror hosting full moon movies. Oh, lovely. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely <laughs> incredible. I highly recommend it. Um, let's see here. An alien determined to capture human females takes over your radio station to do it. Yeah. That's exactly... High shelf description. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it, that is exactly what is, what, what's happening. This movie... Okay. This movie starts off... I'm thinking to myself, Kristen watched this with me. Oh, boy. She actually sat through the whole thing with me. Which, God bless this woman, because she's putting up with a lot. <laughs> um, it actually starts off like a halfway competent movie. It really does. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember looking. I, I looked at her and I go, for a full moon movie, even for 90s, it doesn't look bad. Like It actually looks no. pretty good. No. Like uh, All the radio station stuff where he's chained to the wall, he's trying to get the radio station off the air and all that stuff like, or on the air. I really like Dan O'Hare, too, yeah, Dan as O'Hare's a character. Like, yeah. He was awesome. The movie looks halfway decent. It gave me 
uh, Airheads vibes, mm-hmm. sort of, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm actually really enjoying this. The second that all the crazy shit started happening, mm-hmm. the production value instantly dropped to that of a Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode. I felt like that was its that was its charm, though, <laughs> to be no, honest with I'm you. I'm not saying that I hated it. I'm just saying, like, there was definitely, like, a difference between the quality of the movie before then and then after it, though. Like, yeah. it really was an MS3K episode, like, like effects-wise. Yeah. Um, I, I really loved this movie. Did you really? I did. <laughs> I did. I liked it a lot. Uh, I had a great time watching it. I, 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 I hate to admit the fact that I actually liked it way more than I probably should have. It was, it was like watching a nutty, it was like watching, like, the, the studio made me think of, like, Beekman's World. Um, it was like yeah, watching very was, mystery science. Theory. It was like watching a shitty like Saturday morning weird ass show yeah. like Beekman's World or Mystery Science Theater three thousand, and then every once in a while you were treated to a music video. Yeah, <laughs> it was so cool. I fucking loved it. Okay, I, I should, loved it. I like should. the the first time. Like I'm like this fuck this alien. First of all, the alien. What the like? What you know, is it? It looks like a giant burnt marshmallow. It looks like. Do you know what the uh, the slipper men are? The slipper. The slipper man. No. no. Peter Gabriel, from Genesis. You know Genesis, obviously, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so the the ballad of the slipper men is uh, one of the songs off of. Uh shit! What's it called? Lay down on Broadway or something like that. I can't sure. remember the name of the album, but um, the ballad of the slipper men. Th- that album is a uh, Peter Gabriel was a nut job back in the day. Oh, you yeah. know that, right? Oh yeah. Like the the artistry that went into his music, like he was way over the top, and it's like he, Frank Zappa almost. And he was like very much Different, about, but yeah. he was very much about performance art, and he wore all, all kinds of like crazy costumes on stage and stuff. And the Slipper Man was one of the uh, costumes that he wore, and it looked a lot like this. It, it was like this big bulbous head with like fungi, like like boils and stuff all over it. The song is fucked. You need to listen to the song, the ball- the ballad of the uh, Slipperman. It's okay. about the whole the whole album is a concept album, which you know I love concept sure, albums, sure. so that's why I got into it. But the song is about this guy and his brother end up in this in the colony of the Slipperman, and they end up uh, with this disease that the Slippermen have, which basically makes them these deformed, disgusting, like mucusy pussy boil covered things sure and the only way to get cured is if you go see this guy um dr kuiper dr kuiper dr diaper okay dr diaper and you have to go and you have to get your dick chopped off ah you have to go get castrated and that's the only way to cure yourself of the slipper man disease okay it's a it's a wild ass song. I I feel like you need to send this to me and I will listen to it. Just listen to it on spot. It's on Spotify. Just Done. listen to it. It's Done. It's pretty fucking. And also the 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 obviously like the musicality and everything. Sure, is sure, sure. Fantastic. But you it's know Genesis. You know who's better than that though? Blue Oyster Cult. Mm. And Blue Oyster Cult did uh, a lot of the soundtrack for this movie. Uh, did the first main song of mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, the second main video song was done by uh, DMT. No, the second one oh, no, was Psychotic Symphony. No, 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 no. Yes, it was. No, the first one I was I shazammed every one of these. So No, the first one was uh Blue Oyster Cult. 
in the diner? Yeah. That wasn't Blue Oyster Cult. No, the, uh, the song was by Blue Oyster Cult. They were not in the movie, though. Right. Yeah. But that song was a Blue Oyster Cult song. It's on, it's on the soundtrack. So my Shazams are all literally from the Bad Channel soundtrack. So you Shazam? You use Shazam still? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I do. You can just use Snapchat, you know. Yeah, I also... Well, I need to use my Shazam so that I can put the songs on my Zune. James. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, uh, Touching Myself Again was the second song. That was by that DMT. Was DMT. Mm-hmm. And then you have Blind Faith. Uh, by, I'm sorry. No, DMT was the second song. Third yeah. song was Manic Depresso by... Psychotic, Psychotic Symphony. Symphony. I loved that part so dude, much. They dude. look like a discount mushroom head, and I kind of loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome. I love that scene so much. You know what's funny, too, is the lead singer. Did you notice? Have you ever seen the David Pumpkins? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. that costume. Oh, my God, you're right. That's that it costume, is. like the skeletons with the the or, the yellow well, hair. The, well, the singer had a cow costume on. Well, it was, but he it, it was essentially the same thing. It was, yeah. Because his face was... I know he was wearing a cow costume from here down, but his face was like the skeleton. It was very the, similar, yeah. With the uh, yellow hair. Uh, so, yeah, if you have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, so, what's his name? Uh, we didn't even go through this. Uh, Dan O'Hare. It doesn't matter. Dan O'Hare. Uh, Dan or O'Dare Dan O'Dare. is a radio jockey who is taking over this little tiny radio station in the middle of nowhere. The station was known for being an all polka station. And he's taking it into uh, Studio 66 or Super well, 66. They right? found out that the actual, it, this was just like a small town polka station, but they actually found out that the station had the capability to uh, be nationwide. To Yeah, to um, air nationwide. Yeah. And so they brought Dan O'Dare in, this really controversial DJ, to kind of set to kind of set the standard for their new style which is rock and roll i love his transitional gimmick though basically he came into the studio and goes i'm playing polka until somebody can guess the three digit combination to the lock where i that i have myself chained to a wall in the station (laughs) and once somebody gives me the combination we will switch over to to rock rock and roll Mm -hmm. and so people are calling in like i think it's 13 36 42 right the thing is, the amount of combinations for those oh, it's billions. are ridiculous. It's billions. So, so the idea that he nobody would, would ever get be able one, to guess, which you find out it was rigged, rigged, rigged. <laughs> um. So, but but I kind of like the idea of it though, where he's like locked to a wall and somebody has to guess the number, and then he finally gets it. You're the one. You switched it over, right? I, I kind of like that. Um. And so once he does though, they're playing sweet rock and roll music, mm-hmm. and that allows an alien being to come come over and take over the radio station. We have no idea why it's there, uh, except that it wants a bunch of honeys. That's wants it. the babes. That's it. Likes the babes. It likes the babes. It seems like it's like keeping them as pets or something. We don't know what it wants with them. It makes me wonder if this character well the character itself doesn't ever pop up but i but like if characters like it pop up in any more full moon movies i don't think so well because i know there's a tie there's the part at the end with the tie-in that like i know that's all about okay um we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there uh yeah i i don't believe so and i love the way that uh they describe this movie or this this movie this uh they describe the alien uh dan o'dare does he goes it looks like a turd with a porthole (laughs) (laughs) it's the best description of it um i don't know it's it's fun like it's it's 
stupid and it's, it's terrible it's and it's fun it's and like the, there's the turd alien has a little robot sidekick yeah that looks like um the uh the the bat alien guy from mr science theater the, the, the kevin sorbo yeah or kevin, not kevin sorbo uh, kevin uh, servo servo yes servo serbo is it kevin though kevin serbo or is it Paul Serbo? Paul is it Paul? Paul Serbo. Glenn? Oh, fuck. I don't fuck? know. Glenn. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh god, we're, our our creds going down the tubes. Right oh, now. I haven't watched Mystery Science Theater Paul Theater C- in Paul Serbo? I don't know. I haven't watched it in a long time. Well, whatever it is. It's very similar to that though, and like it reminds me of that a lot. Um but yeah, every now and then though, every time a new song plays, the way that it works, the way that the aliens get the babes is they play a song. And there's a very specific babe that it's focusing on. Tom Servo. Tom Servo, that's it. <laughs> there's a very specific babe that the alien is focusing on. Mm-hmm. And it basically brainwashes the babe into thinking they're in a concert or or that the band is performing yeah. in the room they're in. Yeah. And so you see the the the, the babe like dancing around like a gymnasium or dancing around like a like a, a, with a like diner like with the band and everyone's looking at them periodically it'll cut back to the people around looking like what is this chick <laughs> doing like but in her head she's seen the band performing and those scenes give way to basically being like two and a half minute long music videos amazing <laughs> amazing and it's all a- three of the songs are really they're so different and, oh yeah and i loved all three of them the first one's a hair metal song. The second one is a uh, like a grunge song. I would say DMT sucks. That band's terrible. They they reminded me of Puddle. Of I like Mud. I like the they song. They were the '90s I, Puddle of Mud. I like the song in the movie though. Um, I don't know what to tell you. I liked okay. it. All right. It was a it was a '90s grunge song. I, yeah, okay. And I, I, within, all I saw was Wes Gantlin, but that's me. What? Why? Why Puddle of Mud? Why they just reminded up? me of Puddle of Mud? That's weird. Um, the third song was amazing bonkers amazing. and i loved it <laughs> i i actually went on spotify and listened to it like 10 more times today it's you, called manic depresso by uh psychotic psychotic symphony, symphony. You listen to mr cool that was their song at the end yeah that's a, and then they yeah. were also they were also the the band who was playing the polka song at the beginning of the movie they were credited no shit they were credited as the ukuleleans but <laughs> It was Psychotic Symphony. I'm into that. Yeah. So, uh, so the aliens get the babes one by one. They're, one by one. They're they're sucked into these little like uh like they look like total babes. By the way, all three of them. Duh. My goodness. Uh, they look like like tubes to a tube amp. Is sort what, of is what is what I think they were. Yeah, sort of. I wonder if like the babes powered the spaceship. He like, seemed like like every time like a he would spaceship uh, powered by hotness. Is every that, time, he, every time he <laughs> would get one into the tube, he would talk to them like they were pets. It's true. He would. He would say, <laughs> "So weird." Like it's the sweetest chef. <laughs> it's just it doesn't. The movie doesn't make sense. There's no point to this movie at all. Nope. At all. Who cares? It's just a guy <laughs> watching some shit happening. Well, That's the, all it is. The fact that the aliens uh have like they're not they're not even really nothing about the aliens aside from I I'm assuming that Moon dies because he's the one who he's the the guy who he's the cameraman yeah. who pulls up, he's got the burgers. Well yeah, where did the, he go? He disappears. You're I'm assuming right. he dies. Maybe he turned into the robot. But he may oh Ooh. No, because the robot was already sitting by shithead. Mm, you're right. Um, you're right. That's true. So, 
other than that, the aliens are not violent at all. No. They trap they trap Corky inside of a fungus pod. But I mean Oh yeah, that's another thing. He's when alive the aliens still. show up, they they cover the entire studio in this fungus yeah. that's where nobody can get in. Yeah. And it's weird. But they the, allowed Dan O'Dare to just kind of like Because Dan O'Dare's voice is what oh, drew people to the radio. They yep, were using him. He was yep, the bait. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh good, good call. It's the movie is absolutely stupid and ridiculous, and they eventually know they they eventually find out that they can defeat the alien by using disinfectant spray, germisol, <laughs> germisol, <laughs> and the nurse just happens to get uh, picked off by the the alien technology while she's pushing a cart full of full germisol. of germisol. <laughs> so when they break out of their little glass tube, she's got an entire cart of germisol to fight the what audrey too uh, yeah, you're right so they they start they start spraying the shithead alien and eventually oh and then uh um dan punctures his suit yeah with something he cuts him or something like yeah that. he like yeah. punctures his suit oh, with no, a, he's got a he's got a oh he's got a, a, a like a exacto knife yep he punctures his suit, and then all of a sudden, the suit like explodes off. And what's underneath is a three-headed, essentially Audrey Two from Little it's, Shop of Horrors. It's Audrey Two. If Audrey Two was made by the makers of Evil Dead, yeah, that's what it looks like. because yeah. it, it kind of looks like the crazy uh, Henrietta head from yeah. Evil Dead Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Audrey, but yes, Audrey Two. Right, and then they just, <laughs> just there's no there's there's no rhyme or reason to it. like what. No, nothing makes sense. This no. is this is a movie that I'm pretty sure they just wrote on the fly. They say, "Hey, we have we have two weeks to shoot a movie. We have money and we have a camera. Write a script and we will film the pages as they're written." That's that's what this movie felt like. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, um, and it was pretty enjoyable. And ironically enough, I feel like this movie sets up before the MCU, before Kevin Smith's Askew Universe. Mm. I feel like this set up the very first like the Mooniverse. The full right? universe. The Mooniverse. Yeah. I think so, because at the end of the movie, they left Bunny, who is the... Uh, was babe. Bunny the... Which, she's a babe. Well, she's a babe, sure. She was the one that was babes. in the band. She was the one that was in the... In the gymnasium. Yes, she was in the gymnasium. Mm-hmm. They leave her in a test tube on accident. Mm-hmm. Somehow, she's left in there. At the end of the movie, she's just in there, and the movie ends. You're like, they just fucking left Bunny, right? So then you watch through the credits, and not many movies back in the day had post-credit scenes mm-hmm. very few mm-hmm. especially from the early early 90s right. i feel like I've, like you rarely ever see that yeah and you see this guy walking down the street and if you're familiar with the full moon universe you know it's doll man yeah and he's tiny <laughs> and he i don't know how does he find out that she's there still i don't know he's he's like 10 miles outside of pahuda which yeah. is where this whole thing went <laughs> pahuda. down pahuda and he's trying to hitchhike and he's like it can be it can be hard catching a ride when you're only twelve inches tall or whatever. And then he looks and he sees ten miles to Pahuda and he says, uh, says something about I've, I heard I heard about you, sweet bunny, and like the troubles you're going through. Maybe you could maybe you could use a visit from Dollman. Doll <laughs> so turns out Dollman is uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, bunny is Dollman's girlfriend. In Dollman vs. Demonic Toys. Really? So 
You have the Demonic so, Toys franchise, you have the Dollman franchise, and you have Bad Channels. This all creates an interlocking universe it is within an Full extended Moon. universe. It really is. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's like, what the fuck? And there of was actually, the there was something, shit. There was something that I noticed too about, uh, it was something completely arbitrary in uh, Shadow Zone, where I was like, that could even be tied into bad channels. Like it was, it was something really stupid. Now I can't remember what it was. But what if you found out that like all these movies are it was like just, frequency sixty six or something like that, <laughs> something like that. But like I don't know. I think it would be funny if you found out that like everything was tied together right down to like Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. Um, I'm fairly certain there actually is a crossover of those two. Well, no, I mean like if those like even those tied back into bad channels oh and, that'd be amazing and you know like if you found out that every full moon movie tied into each other somehow and you know they wouldn't make sense like oh they, no they of course not this kind of stuff they no. would just yeah uh but yeah i'm into it like i i hope so the fact though that like this universe was set up that long ago mm-hmm. is mind-boggling to me that they thought that anybody cared unless they just did it for themselves yeah like it honestly maybe that's... charles bam was just like you know what these are all one big universe now. Mm-hmm. Done. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I These full moon movies are so incredibly dumb, yet enjoyable. At least the early ones are. You I get think, past a certain thing, though, and it, the, the quality goes down really, really far. Well, once you get into the 2000s and stuff, like they started... Yeah. Because these old, these old full moon movies still use practical effects oh yeah and we've talked about it before like i'll take shitty practical effects over shitty digital digital effects any day because shitty practical effects still have like a certain charm to them whereas shitty digital effects just look terrible all the time can you imagine how much better like the scorpion king would have been if it was practical and not and not just like the rock from doom 64 the worst (laughs) like there's just nothing good about it um okay bad channels james i'm giving this one two thumbs up two i liked it i really liked it a lot i had a lot of fun watching this movie it was better than i thought it was going to be i will give it like three quarters of a thumbs up three quarters of a thumbs up three quarters of a thumbs up i don't know i just i love one thumbs up i'll give it one thumbs up all right I loved the I loved the music. Like I I thought the breaks I thought the breaks for the music videos was hilarious and and just like so stupid and random. I loved it. I thought it was good. Fair. No, I am. <laughs> and Dan O'Dare, like his his, it was almost like it was almost like War of the Worlds, like the original War of the Worlds. I was thinking like the while watching this, it would make a great radio play. Well, that's, I mean, it's essentially what it is, it you is, know, there was true. the, there was the hype, there was the pandemonium that was, that was created over Orson Welles' War of the Worlds, because people were tuning into it thinking that it was real. It's true, the cops were listening to it, following it, but the cops were like, this isn't real, this is, he's taking over hostages, and he's taking over the radio station. Right. I it's kind of like the opposite of what happened. Yeah, with, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. So, like, if people actually didn't believe Orson Welles, this would be the story of that, basically. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I, don't know. I wonder if that's where the uh, concept came from. It's very possible. Yeah, probably. Maybe. I mean, it's about aliens, and War of the Worlds was all about 
I would, I would class it up and say that Bad Channels is a sister movie to War of the Worlds. There you go. Yeah. Well, it's not a sister movie to the original War of the Worlds radio, radio play. play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'd say that. Yeah. I'm going to listen to that now. Yeah. It's been a long time. You should. I should. I have it on vinyl. <laughs> do you really? I do, yes. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm such a cool guy, James. You are a super cool guy. <laughs> I like that about you. Thanks, uh, I think that's it for bad channels, right? That's it. That's it. I, I thought it was enjoyable. Do yourself a favor. Go on Amazon if you have Prime and sign up for the seven-day free trial for Full Moon's channel and watch all of the absolute gemstone of movies that are on yeah, just explore a little bit. Chances are you'll find something that you saw when you were a kid and you forgot all about it. Like, I actually forgot all about the pre-hysteria movies until I saw them pop up on here. Uh, what? There's only one pre-hysteria, isn't there? No, there's three. Oh, so really? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I forgot all about those. Like, I forgot about remote control. Like, yep. I don't know. There's it's a lot just, of older just good shit from well, movies they, that were kind of culty. They yeah. used to play these on... Uh, on Showtime all the time when I was younger, and my cousin had Showtime. I would go out to his his house, and his parents had Showtime. We would watch these old Full Moon movies, and they used to play. I feel like they played some of these on uh, like USA Up All Night. That wouldn't shock me. You know. Yep. If not, they're definitely that type of movie. So, if you're into that kind of schlock, then these are the the movies for you. Absolutely. So anyway, I think that uh, that's it for this week. That's it. Um, I'm gonna go pass out and die. Oh, please do. Um, hopefully don't fully though. Nah, I need you for next week. Yeah, I'm just gonna go to uh, ED thirty two F. ED thirty two E thirty two F. Whatever the fuck the it was. Dimension. The shadow zone. Shadow yeah. zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm gonna do that, and uh, Mike's gonna get out of my house so that I can do that. So. Yep. Uh, we will see you next week. I don't know if we... We don't know what we're doing next week. I have an idea. Again, I have an idea. <sighs> I like you. You're an idea, man. That's what I like about you. So anyway, uh, if you want to find us before next week, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. You can find us on all major streaming sites, which uh, clearly you've already found us. Um, tell a friend uh, again. We're, we're going to keep saying, you know, this week, tell your grandpa. Yeah. Maybe, maybe your grandmother will listen to your grandfather. Yeah. If you tell your grandfather. So tell do that. that. Uh, tell your neighborhood jackalope and um, pet a dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. Yep, I can't disagree with any of that. <laughs> um, all right. Michael. James. Nice sir. nice seeing you. Cheers, brother. Cheers, brother. Uh, there oh, it is. There we go. All See right. See you next week. Have a good night. <laughs>